two points of uh, inspiration that will nourish our hearts this morning. The first is from the book of Daniel. You know, so in those days, Azariah stood and offered this prayer. In the midst of the fire, he opened his mouth and said, Did you catch that? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They also had other names they gave them. You know, when they were brought to Babylon, they now ascribe to each of them the names of different gods. <laughs> the world will not, you know, recognize the name God gave you. They will always give you their own name. Because there is power in naming. Okay? So one of the names they gave one of them, I can't, I can't juxtapose which of them now, whether it's Shedrach that he was given Azaria or Meshach or Abednego. But one of them answered this Azaria. Okay. Now there's a report that in the midst of the fire, when they had thrown them inside the fire, the fire is supposed to be consuming them. But he was there praying inside the fire. What type of human beings are these? Amen. This unveils to us the level of faith and commitment these people had. Inside the fire, this man was praying. But remember their first, you know, declaration of faith. O king, as for this matter, to bow to your statue is a settled case. We can't negotiate with you. We are condemned to serve God. We can't bow to your status. We know very well our God can save us. He's all-powerful God. And he will save us. But even if he doesn't save us, we will not bow. Until your faith reaches that level with regards to bowing to things of this world, you have not started. Your faith must be brutal. And dogged. There are conventions you must have about your life that is not negotiable. It's not subject to, you know, elements of this world. Emotions and you've, I, I, I feel somehow today because of that, you violate your commitment and your conventions. No, 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 no. Your conventions and the decisions and the stand you have taken is your altar in the spirit. And that's what God honors. We shall not bow. And the man was angry. The devil will not be happy when you challenge him like that. He said, increase the fire more seven times. They said the people that threw them inside the fire, the fire got them burnt. Why they were inside the fire, this guy was still praying. That's mean that by nature, he has trained himself to be a prayer, if you like. When we find ourselves in this tight situation, what's the first response we give? We need to build ourselves rugged because the world is getting more, you know, more dogged in wickedness. Wickedness is increasing. So if you are still operating on the superficial, you will not last. But I'm inspired by this. 
He stood and offered this prayer in the midst of the fire. He opened his mouth. He didn't see the fire. What he saw was what he had been doing all these years. Amen. One of the things that will help you grow into this dimension of life in the spirit is you have to learn to deal with the things that keeps us on the lower level, the animal life. There are principles that God has given the spirit that we must abide with. We must live from those principles. And one of the major ones is to live in love. Love is a spirit. is a principle in the spirit. Never to live in bitterness. Bitterness is of the devil. No, as God gives his children the portion of his own life, the devil too markets his own life too. Just as Jesus gave us the Eucharist, the Eucharist of the devil is bitterness, hatred. Bitterness, the Bible says, is a spirit of witchcraft. You don't need to be a witch physically to be start flying around. No. Once you have bitterness, you have a spirit of witchcraft. It can develop. It can grow to something else in you. In you. you have to learn to deal with bitterness. Stored up pains and anger. Unforgiveness. Deal with it. Do everything in your power to eliminate the seed of bitterness inside of you. No matter how much you've been hurt by anybody. Jesus said, offenses must surely come. We live in a world that is broken. So offenses are bound to come. People will offend you. People will stamp on your foot. People will hurt you beyond measure. Husband will hurt wife. Wife will hurt husband. You have to learn as a child of God to begin to dispose yourself to even let go before the hurt comes. Now, what does the devil do? The devil takes advantage. He creates situations that predisposes you for hurt. You are hurt. He plants a seed. He's a master evil doer. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to plant the seed. Check well. Those occasions when people hurt you and you get hurt and you, you put everything in your heart, check well. Does it really deserve the energy that is taking from you right now? Three, four, five years. Things happened many years ago. You are still storing them and carrying them as if they will pay you some money after some years. God will not do from heaven. You are the one to heal yourself by letting go. I think I've shared with you what Mandela said <laughs> some time ago. He said that the person who is refusing to forgive, who is living in bitterness, is like someone who drinks poison and expects another person to die. You are like someone who drinks poison. You are not who drank it. Too. You are expecting another person to die. That's what unforgiveness, bitterness does to the soul. It kills the altar of prayer. It kills the altar of righteousness. It makes the spirit of God to depart from me because the spirit of witchcraft and the Holy Spirit cannot stay in the same temple. If people, if you have something against someone, if someone has hurt you 50 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Is he your husband? Is he your wife? Is he your uncle? Is he your brother? Is somebody did something to you that is so hurtful? Hey, let it go and be free for goodness sake. Let it go. 
Stop counting them and using them to meditate all the time. I can't, Father, no. Father, it's not easy. What is not easy? To let go? You have to train yourself. That is part of the Christian fight. The devil is taking advantage of that hurt to continue to have access into the chambers of your soul and he's militating against many things. He created a scenario. He created an opportunity for that hurt to come. And now, when you were hot, he planted a seed. And the seed is growing. So that's why Jesus is addressing it today. If you don't forgive your brother from your heart, likewise, your father cannot forgive you because there's no space to receive mercy. No space. Learn to cancel the wrongs of others. You know what? When you learn to work in forgiveness and love, you place yourself above them. You refuse to be hurt. Make up your mind. Nobody will make me sad. No scandal will shake my faith. Husbands, tell yourself, even my wife offends me tomorrow, I refuse to live in bitterness. I should consider, she's, a, she's human, she can do anything. Wife, learn to let go whatever your husband does to you. Refuse to allow whatever is wrong going on with him to affect your own soul by living in love. Yes. Recon yourself in that dimension. Recon it. Recon it. Recon it. The altar, the soul that hosts bitterness, pain, anger, and above all, unforgiveness will be a very made altar for the devil to come to operate in the life of that soul. Personal myself, God dealt with me many years ago. He said, Vin, if you cannot live in if you cannot live in forgiveness, if you cannot live in love, I can never be hosted in your heart. When we're beginning to get into the deliverance ministry and all that, he said you cannot go and talk to any devil to go away when he can see that in your soul you are you are hosting his elements. I learned my own very, very far. I learned many years ago. I learned many years ago. You can do things and I may feel angry, but before that, I deal with it immediately. Because normally you will feel that urge, that, that surge in your heart. But deal with it. The Bible says, don't allow your anger to sleep with you. Then talk of unforgiveness, then bitterness. Ah, when you are carrying bitterness, you see how dark this thing is. It's an atmosphere you will create around your, your, your head. There's a black cloud on your head following you everywhere. And that is the government of Satan. It announces you in the spirit anywhere you go. That is part of their portal. That through you, forces of evil can use you to do whatever they want to do. You are an agent of death. As Christians, during this Lenten period, let us make up our mind to make our faith like a flint and say, no matter the hurt, no matter how hot it will be, I will forgive and let go. And I will not allow whatever has happened to influence my heart, influence my decision towards that person. Yes, it is possible. Make up your mind. And the Holy Spirit will come and help your soul. He will impress in your spirit His grace to cleanse you from that hurt. And then subsequently, you make up your mind continually. Wake up every day. Tell yourself, today nobody will hurt me. Yes, it's a work. It's a work. It's a work. 
and you will be shocked how the doors of grace will open up to you. The doors of blessings will open up to you. The devil knows the implication of hosting bitterness and envy and all forms of bitterness and uh, stuff of that type in the, in the soul. So we pray at this mass as, as the Lord has spoken his word to us and is commanding us to love. May we yield ourselves to that. May we yield ourselves to that. Paul said, we will not receive the spirit of bondage, but the spirit of love. The spirit of love, that what we have. So engage that spirit conscientiously. Be conscious of it. God bless us. What's in the house?